Thank you, Yoni. So today I want to introduce everybody to um, Abigail Adler. Um, She's sitting with me right now, and she is actually, I would like to say she's responsible for a lot of the art and art workshops that take place in Jerusalem. Many of you as tourists have met her. You may not even realize it, but um, let me t- let me let her tell her story. Hi, Abigail. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. So how long have you been in Israel for? Um, actually, just this last week, it was seven years. Oh, wow. Fantastic. Yeah. And did you have a background in art before you came here? Not really. I mean, I've never really studied art formally. I learned uh, Jewish paper cutting about 15 years, about 20 years, uh, 15 years ago at Brandeis Collegiate Institute, BCI. A lot of the people from the States know what that is. Um, and that was a summer program for three weeks, and I got really into that, and then that was it. I sort of tucked that aside and never thought about it and, you know, got a real job and, you know, went to grad school, got a real job, and I have a master's in Jewish education. And I was actually a teacher in the States for uh, seven years before I made Aliyah, teaching Judaic studies and also elementary school. But I always used art as a way to integrate what I was doing. If I was teaching geology, I would have the kids sit and paint with different colored sand. Or, you know, if I was teaching Tanakh, then the kids, would we would learn each day of creation. And we would stop and we'd do a watercolor of, you know, reading the psukim carefully and what we, you know... Um, what we saw for each, what we read for each day of creation. So it was always a way to like translate what I need to learn to help myself learn better um, through art and making things visual. Well, you're very, definitely a very, very creative person. And when you came here, you opened the Open Studio. So first of all, the name itself is very interesting. What is the Open Studio and why is that the name that you gave it? So I thought about this for a while and I was walking down the street and I was looking at, thinking about, you know, what businesses... You know, our prof- you know, what businesses, you know, when you think of taglines of businesses or names, what is something, you know, that people can recognize and that explains what it is. And it has to be short, one or two words, um, you know, and just kind of what are the things that stick in my head. And I thought, well, open, A, because it's sort of a double meaning, right? A, um, you know, the first is that it's open in the sense that my pedagogical philosophy with education, and this is where I kind of, I spent some time in schools in the States, and I almost, I, I think I spent too much time because I, I came out with the message, I taught in a few different schools, and the message that I came out with is that I'm too creative for schools. That, you know, I, I feel stifled and limited being in a classroom teaching out of a book or a curriculum. And, you know, I want to take kids out into the world and show them all kinds of things and have them paint and have them, you know, explore and, like, see what they're interested in and kind of follow them. I was really influenced um, uh, at a school. I taught at Beit Raban in Manhattan on the Upper West Side. And, um, and it's a Reggio-inspired school, Reggio Emilia, which is an educational philosophy out of Italy. And the basic idea is that the child is at the center of their learning and the teacher is a facilitator. So, you know, the teacher sits back and sees where the children want to go and what they're interested in and then sort of follows them and gives them, you know, inspirational things or experiences that will then push them to learn for themselves. So... That didn't really work in any other school that wasn't a Reggio school. (laughs) I can't really see that working in Israel either in the school system. Which is why I, Dafka, did not, you know, everybody's like, oh, you'll teach English. There's so many, you know, you'll teach. And first of all, I thought, well, I'm not going to teach Limode Kodesh because my Hebrew is not great. And I'm not going to, like, you know, be selling ice to the Eskimos. There's plenty of people here who do that much better than me. Um, but what I can do is I can bring myself and like more of a holistic idea. And so the, and I realized after, after about 10 years in education, formal and informal in the States, is that. I don't really care about what I teach. I want to teach kids, you know, and I want to teach them about who they are and who they can be. And so at the studio, the idea, it's open in the sense is that um, 
really you can do anything you want. You know, my studio, my ideal, my dream space. I mean, since then I've had limitations of space and, you know, budget and all that stuff, of course, like everybody. Um, but the, the dream and the vision is that you come into the space and, you know, there's different things. Everything's well organized and color coded and the children sort of wander around and find their own paths into creativity. You know, you want to do glass painting, so we have one child over there doing glass painting. We have somebody else doing mosaics. Somebody else is using a sewing machine in the other room. You know, and it's kind of like this, like, hub, but for kids, of creativity. Which is so popular today. Like, that whole concept is so popular. And that's why you're able to take this environment and make it work in a camp setting, in a chug, like after-school program setting, or um, for tourists, very often you'll set things up in First Station. Tell me a little bit about the stuff you do at First Station. Um, and where tourists can find you. Okay. So um, during the holidays, usually Cholomoed, Pesach, Hanukkah, and also in Israel, like when there's days, like if there's a strike or a snow day, I remember we talked about Or election about, day. Like, or, or election day or like a random day where we don't have Sundays, right? So because kids are in school six days a week. So, um, you know, any other day where there's an opportunity or even like, for example, Ta'anit Esther on Purim, right? So the kids are off of school. They get out at 12 o'clock and the parents oftentimes are fasting, especially in Jerusalem. What are we going to do with our kids for the next six hours so you can bring them to me and they can do a workshop but anyway back to the the for the tourists that that come in um so at the first station i i'm I'm often there and what i do is i set up some tables outside and i try and take um there's always some element of choice what i do is i try and take a specific medium like i went to mitzpah ramon last winter and I collected um, all different colors of sand, huge jars and beautiful reds and pinks and almost like purple. And so after that, there was, I think, like after Shavuot, so there was the day I was at the first station and I brought all these colors of sand and I showed the kids how to do sand painting. So there's some kind of, there's always a creative option. There's also, you know, a lesson in there that, you know, that whether it's um, recycling, environmentalism, looking at something in a different way, you know, using... So, the, the back, you asked before about the name, so I just want to go back to that for a second. So, there's two rules at the studio, and I try and use these as my, like, guiding philosophy and vision, and one is safety, which is emotional, physical safety, of course, like, that's kind of a no-brainer. Um, but it isn't a no-brainer sense. It's also the way we talk about people's artwork. I never tell the kids, oh, that's good, or I love it, you know, because they say, is that good? And, and I, won't, I won't give them that. So the second rule is you can't ask, is this good or am I done? And the idea is that I don't want anybody to be dependent on me to tell them that they're an artist or to give them the, you know, in Israel we say the chotemet the stamp that, you know, you get the check for me, you get the grade for me. Um, it's that you need to decide, right? You need to decide what's good and if you've done your best and when you're done. And I say to them, I explain to them, you know, you can tell when you're done. When you, when you finish a meal and it's the most yummy meal you have and somebody offers you the best dessert in the world and you say, no, I can't, I'm full. That's how you should feel when you finish your art. That's how you should feel good about yourself. So art really is a way to teach, is to, to make something that you can, for me, the open studio, it's not about necessarily everybody knowing how to draw the most perfect, you know, profile or, or whatever. It's about being able to make something that I can use and have in my life every day um, or for special occasions like a Kiddush cup on Shabbat or something, you know, um, that, um, that I can use and I can, I can appreciate and know that I did it and nobody else in the world can do what I did. So we do glass painting, we do mosaics, we do all kinds of, um, I do now a lot at this first station, like painting with painting on wood. It's like a wood stain. 
And then the kids can decorate. There's these beautiful, you know, uh, wooden letters and beads. I mean, basically, whatever I see around me, I get different ideas. So I saw on Facebook, because also Abigail um, posts lots of things on Facebook, so you could follow her. <laughs> Just check, look out for the open studio or Abigail Adler. Um, something with oil, something new with pouring um, oil. That looked awesome. Paint pouring. So there's this new thing I've been I've been trying, and a lot of people last year were really into it and sending me all these you know tutorials saying you should try this. And so I started doing this thing called paint pouring, and we did it at the first station during Election Day. We're also going to do it on Hanukkah. We'll have workshops in the afternoon where um, it's acrylic paint, but it's diluted to a certain consistency, and you mix it with glue that's also diluted, and you kind of have a it's it, you play with oil and water, right? So oil and water repel, and you put them together, and you turn the you put them in a cup, you turn the canvas upside down, and then you sort of let the paint pour out of the cup onto the canvas. And you can sit and watch it and, and turn the canvas different directions. And, and, you know, so it's really fun. And the idea is also there's no wrong. You know, you don't like it, so do it again. Pour and something each pattern out. is completely unique. Totally. Yeah. And you never know how it's going to come out. And, you know, it's, it's very different. You know, there's a lot of, like, education and ideas behind what I do. It's not, you know, I don't just throw anything together. It's very well thought out. And, and the idea is like, kids learn, oh, what's a beautiful oops? You know, that's one of the books I read to the kids in the studio. What is it when you make a mistake? Well, sometimes you can make something beautiful out of a mistake. So, um, That sounds yeah. so amazing. So you've really created what you said before. You've really created this art hub for kids in Jerusalem. And people can find you in so many different places. One of the um, summer camps that I love promoting is your summer camp, especially the part with the traveling art camp where you really incorporate Yerushalayim into your camp. Maybe give us like an example of what a field trip would be on a, in a camp like that. Okay, so it depends, because every week is completely different. Um, we have, you know, a week where kids learn about archaeology, and every other summer I do that because it's so intense. So the archaeology camp, there is no shortage of places. I always, the hardest thing for me that week, that week or that summer, the, it's a one-week camp, is figuring out, actually that one I now make two weeks, because there's just too many places mm-hmm. to go, um, is trying to decide which trip we can go to. I mean, so that's easy, right? You have your David, you have, I mean, even with security, you know, we're limited. We can't, if I can't take kids to the old city and I can't take them to Ir David, there's so many in the new city. Um, so sometimes I'll hire, for example, archaeology, I'll hire a tour guide. Gilly Hoped is an amazing tour guide, and he works with us a lot. Um, and I told him, you know, we're learning archaeology. The kids will do, they will learn what is archaeology and they'll learn about stratigraphy and Jerusalem archaeology and what is an artifact and we'll go and we'll study different artifacts, maybe the Israel Museum maybe we'll go on a walking tour around the old city and see different burial sites of the old, you know, first temple and second temple time period and then the second week, the kids actually create their own societies. And they're in groups, secret, separate groups that meet in different rooms. And they're not allowed to tell each other. And they have to come up with rules for their society and artifacts. And they make stuff. And then what they do is they age it, right? They break their pots and they, you know, burn paper to look all crumply and brown on the edges. And then they bury it. Last year, we went to the Nature Museum and we found, like, an area. So then we, we, we bury it. And the next day, the kids switched groups and they That's learn. fantastic. Yeah. So the next day, each group digs up the other group's culture and they have to with with lines and grids and they have to document and so they really become little archaeologists which is really funny I oh kids, i love that i have kids that come back now and they're 16 17 they're counselors and they remember they were campers during you know the first year i did it when they were like you know seven or eight years old and and they remember exactly you know this the religion was strawberries and this culture worshiped the strawberry and the broccoli <laughs> was evil so it was this power you know they have to come up with all these really cool Super anyway. creative, and it really connects to 
Jerusalem and to Israel, which is fantastic. So if anybody wants to reach Avigal, you can email her at openstudio at funinjerusalem.com. And as she said, she runs summer camps, uh, Hanukkah camps, pre-Pesach camps. You can usually find her at the first station, but send her an email and she'll let you know where she is. And you should definitely bring your kids over for a couple hours to do some uh, fun and Israeli-connected art projects. Do you have anything else you want to tell us? Yeah, so there's one more thing. So I also do private workshops for families and bar mitzvahs. If people are coming in and they come to Israel a lot and they're looking for something that's a bit more than your average, you know, trip to Masada or whatever. So I do excursions where I'll take, you know, a family to Mitzpah Ramon and we'll do watercolors or we'll do sand painting or we'll actually, you know, go to the Israel Museum for a sketch tour of the synagogue trail. Or So I'm also, you know, meet small groups privately for different things like that. And family workshops at my studio with mosaics and things like that. It's a way to really bring the history alive in a different and interactive way for kids. So it's fantastic. Thank you so much for sitting with us. And we look forward to seeing the Open Studio continue to grow in Jerusalem and see where it takes you next. Thank you, Joanna. All right. And now back to you, Yoni.